0: Like you, Dad, if I could, ask you to open your Bibles um, if you would to Joshua chapter twenty four. Shanley, we didn't discuss that, but your Psalm one actually makes a lot of sense, and there'll be a bit of a tree inside the teaching today, which I thought was interesting that that God would plant us next to those trees. Joshua chapter twenty four I, I, I felt first of all, I want to say thank you to all of you who prayed for Courtney and I and the family while we had covid um, we are covid free and uh, you can talk to us um, and uh, we love you and and we'd like to hang out with you uh, when we can um, but uh, I just want to I want to thank you the prayers actually uh, of a righteous person availeth much and I believe that God was going to use these children even as they laid their hands towards Margaret they will avail much we will avail much through prayer thank you Shanley, for your prayers um, and I as I draw this I I know being American, we have a State of the Union address every year. Do you ever ever know that? We had a State of the Union in which the President of the United States always addresses the Congress. Well, I thought, well, as the minister, I'll address the congregation and we'll do a State of the Church address um, and try to reflect maybe a bit on what God has done. So if you would um, just turn with me, Joshua chapter 24. Uh, Father, I pray that you would strengthen us through your word and that we would understand the depth of your love for us that you would call us into something we call renewal. In Jesus' name, amen. In Joshua chapter 24, we see the classic example of a covenant renewal in which the people of God come back to the Lord. Uh, They reflect back on the Lord's goodness to their lives. And I wanna wanna pick it up uh, in the 18th verse, I believe it is. And I've lost my glasses. No, I didn't, they're here. How many of you need your glasses? Say amen. Thank you. You make me feel better. Um, I want to pick it up and in roughly the 18th verse. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Um, but if you follow along on the screens or you can follow along in your own Bibles. Um, Joshua had said to the people of God, you are not able to serve the Lord. And the, the context behind this is that he has brought all the people of God to Shechem. And Shechem is a very special place for the people of Israel because it's where God meets with his people. And he's brought them there and he's begun this recounting of all that God has done through himself for the people of God as the people of God responded in faith throughout their time. And he gets there and then all of a sudden he says to them um, that you're not able to serve the Lord and he, for he is a holy God. And what he's trying to say to us at that point or say to the people of Israel is that God has plans for you, but he wants to put us into a place of renewal, that we come with right hearts and right perspectives. And if you just want to follow along, he is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make, you, and make an end of you after he has been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, You are my witnesses against yourselves, that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said, We will serve the Lord our God and obey Him. And on that day, Joshua made a covenant For the people, and there at Shechem, he reaffirmed for them the decrees and laws. And Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and he set it up there under the oak tree near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against us. And he heard all the words of the Lord, has said to us, It will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people to their own own inheritance. And it goes on to say this, that as he dismisses them to their own inheritance, his life comes to its end. So at the end of his life, he calls the people of God together, and I'm not saying that it's the end of my life. I'm just saying it's the the state of the church address. But he calls all the people of of the lord and he says i want you to remember what the lord has done and he picks up a stone and in the in the in the passage it says a large stone the word that they use there is ebon in hebrew and it's it's a it's a stone of help it's the kind of stone that you would lay down if you had a cornerstone to a building i i walk around a lot of the streets uh, of dundee and i see these huge walls you ever notice do you ever pay attention to the walls they're pretty amazing in dundee but there's always this one stone, and it's got a cross on it. I find that interesting. There's always a cross on that stone, and it's the capstone cornerstone by which they start the wall and build the wall. And Jesus is known as the cornerstone in our own lives. But, G- but, but Joshua is actually taking that point in time, and he's saying, I want to bring you back to a place in which you remember. I don't know about New Year's addresses because I think sometimes they're, they're a bit futile. How many of you started New Year's resolutions? I love that none of you have started one New Year's resolution. And to be fair, I haven't started one either. And I think, I think sometimes the reason that we're so inclined not to start them is because we do understand our own hearts that we can't fulfill them. And this is what Joshua was saying to the people of Israel, you are really deep down untrue. But what I want you to do is I want you to come back to me. I want you to to set a stone that actually will remind you that you are untrue. And that stone will be a witness to you, for you, and against you. It will show the people of God and remind the people of God that we can't live up to the standards we even set for ourselves, but we are still called to be holy, amen? God has still called us into that task of living for him. And so he calls this renewal at Seshem. And I, I love this because the first 23 verses after this is the past. How many of you live in the past? Nobody wants to raise their hand for that one. But we sometimes live in the past, don't we? We remember the past. And sometimes that past can be good and it's a good reminder to us. It's all that God has done. It can also be a detriment to us because it doesn't allow us to move forward into the promised land. We get stuck. And he remembers the past in this, but he says to them in verse 14, fear the Lord, serve him, put away all your gods. Isn't that interesting? That even though they're serving the Lord, he's reminding them, you have been infiltrated by foreign gods. All of us are susceptible to be, to be part of the world. And the danger is this, that the world becomes more important to us, the standards of the world become more important to us than the holiness of the God who's called us into relationship with him. And so Joshua stands at Sechem and he says, we're going to return to the Lord. I have a stone, an ebon, and that stone will remind you of your faithfulness. It will remind you of my faithfulness. And then he goes on to say this, which I find fascinating by the oak tree. There's the tree of righteousness that we we talk about in Psalm one, right? Trees become important. And the word that they use is not the Muslim God, Allah, but it is the exact same word. It's the only time that they use the word oak tree in that context, but it's not the only time that they talk about a strong tree. Anybody else reminded of trees in the Bible? Are there any other trees that are a strong tree that actually help us? Anybody have a thought? The cross. The cross a strong tree. But it's not the only tree in the Bible. It's not the only Allah. There's actually a Allah, which is a strong tree, and it's in Genesis chapter 35. And it happens to be in the exact same location that God met the people of Israel with Joshua. And if you want to turn there for me for just a moment, it's it's four verses, but it's four pivotal verses in the life and the body of the believers. And I hope I can challenge you with this. This is my goal, is to challenge you in this that we have done incredibly good things in God. But we have things to do. Now, I want to read a few of the things that God has done, and then I want to conclude by By looking at Genesis chapter 35. And I I think this list is not exhaustive. Let me just say something. It's not exhaustive. It's only what I could pull together from different folk in the congregation. But since 2020, have you noticed that things have changed? Have you noticed how difficult life has been for us at times? Now, this is what God has done. He's the one who sustains his church. He wants it to flourish. And in 2020, uh, we were in the house, for the most of us, for a very distinctly long part of it. Um, We had a small season of 10 home host fellowships, do you remember those, in which we gathered together. I happened to be part of the Lafferty's with two of my daughters, and we went into those places. And we... Um, had that small season where we were allowed to have three families and we gathered together and we maintained and we continued to be the people of God. How many of you would just raise your hand if you were part of that season in the church? You were there, you remember it, right? Lockdown commenced continuously throughout that time. Um, and And what we did is we responded. We had People in interviews, and we did tech recordings. And I remember we, we put them together in a sound media um, recording studio that, that Rafal and I, and Simon, and a number of people other, we built. Why? To get ready. Why? Because we knew things were changing. And this is what we did. We met in those rooms, we recorded in those rooms. And how many of you um, did, did guitar recordings? In those rooms, raise your hand, you did some recording, you know, we, we did record a bunch of funny clips, we probably should pull those out in remembrance, but uh, I'll bring those in the, in the future. Um, but we've, we gathered together and we continued to be faithful to the Word of God, amen? We did that. And then May 2nd kicked in, in 2021, and, and we all gathered t- together back in this hall, We started in-person services, and we had two services instead of one. Why? Because uh, the government had given us guidelines on how many people could worship in here. And so, do you remember Simon? Simon is no longer have this big white, big screen here. There used to be a screen there. Why? So that we could keep you safe. We don't need those anymore. But he he did that. He also trained uh, those people doing the media. And if you've been part of the media ministry, please thank you. Raise your hand. You. You jumped in and you served. I know some of you out there. Thank you very much. And you served in those areas. And I, we, we, we expanded our worship. Why? Because we worshiped the Lord in spirit and in truth, right? We, we gathered together and we worshiped. Um, we, we bought a sound system. We bought pro-presenter media. And I'm just going to go through a few things. We bought keyboards and instruments that people could use. Why? Because it's important. The worship leads us into the presence of God into those deeper spaces. We had worship training, Bible studies, and media training. We had had a goal that this church would be a place in which we could grow in worship. And we've done that, and we continue to do that. And we continue to see musicians come and say, I wanna use my gifts for the glory of God and involve themselves in that ministry. We had preachers that rotated in preaching and covering for us. To the point where we had a number of ministers who could preach the word of God continuously. And that's been amazing. And they come from the congregation and they are elders and they are members. And they've been faithful to impart their wisdom and knowledge into the congregation. And we've done that. And we'll continue to do that. Why? Because it's important. We we had alpha courses online Some of you were part of those courses. Um, We had a season one chosen gathering. We had love after marriage Bible study that lasted for 16 weeks. And sometimes we met in the back garden as guidelines dictated. We had young women's Bible studies that are continuing to run even now. And many of you are involved in them. We We had the online women's ministry through Embrace. Um, having even Sharon Garlow-Brown, and we had very small groups and prayer groups that met together. Um, We had four prayer meeting groups that met on Zoom at 9 a.m., and so far there's been 108 total hours of prayer that I could calculate for you, the congregation, 108 over the course of the year, and that's just this year. We had a Bible reading plan that was instituted in 2020, and I, can only rec- I, I only went through what was 2021, 20, but we had Jeremiah, Colossians, Psalm, various portions of the Psalms, the Proverbs, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, James, Isaiah, First and 2 Kings, Judges, Numbers, Hebrews, 1 and 2 Samuel, Luke, 1 John, Ephesians, Philemon, Romans, and 2 Chronicles. Can you say amen to that? The Word of God continually going into a people who are setting themselves for that. Behind the scenes, which you probably are unaware of, we met together with the Northside Presbytery Planning Groupings, and we've had various numbers of meetings on how the configuration of the Church of Scotland will look in the future inside this city. And that's been a lot behind the scenes, but it's been a lot of work by various people who've stepped into that role to say, we want to be part of this. Why? Because we want to ensure that Downfield, Main's church continues to be a strong resource to the local community and that we maintain our congregation of who we are and where we're at. And that continues on, so keep praying for that as we work behind the scenes. It's been a huge part in, in, in many of the elders' meetings, and so if you could keep praying for that. Um, if you were baptized, raise your hand. I know you were baptized. You were baptized Right? How many of you have, have, have experienced baptism? Well, we've been doing baptisms. Um, just raise your hand if you have been baptized in this church. Not in this church, but you're in the church and you've been baptized. All right. There are still people who need to be baptized, children who need to be baptized, who have expressed interest. Guess what? We're going to do this this next year. But it's something that we have seen and we've taken part in and we've done. And some of those baptisms have been over at Brody Ferry Beach, and it has been rather cold. Um, We've done a lot of dedications and christenings this year. We've even had weddings. And so we've been very faithful in those areas, and those are things that we recount and that we've done. I don't think that we'll be able to really tally up, and I was trying to figure this out. There's no way that we'll be able to tally up how many home visits took place in 2020 and 2021. Because many of you were doing them, and we don't have any record of that, but you were faithful to minister to the Lord, and you were faithful to continually reach out to those inside the congregation, and that's been absolutely beautiful. We've done hospital visits, and we've and we've and we've reached out when able. Um, I want to say this, and Morag would not want me to talk about this, but I want to say this: two hours every week she is in here so that she can maintain a flower ministry that goes out so that three families get flowers every week in this congregation. Every week, which is such a blessing. How many of you have had flowers? Yes, you've been given flowers. And the beautiful thing about that is she's behind the scenes doing that, making sure. She's also doing midweek deliveries. Um, And she's also ministered at the care homes, Balgowan and Hairstain House, and you know that they they all got flowers for Christmas, and all of the residents got cards. How beautiful is that? In the midst of their social isolation, we have become the people of God reaching out. There's been five new deacons. There've been new elders, and Stephen uh, and Stan added to the eldership. Uh, new faces. How many of you are new, relatively new faces to the church? Yes, we love you. Give them a hand. Yay! All right? You've come. You are welcome. We love having you here. We pray that God just blesses you, that you use your gifts for the glory of God, and you are part of this family. Um, Children's ministry. So much has gone into that behind the scenes so that every week when your children come here, they head off this way into the kingdom kids and the little lambs and they're in there and people are serving behind the scenes, they're up there, they're they're giving of their time and their energy. And that's the faithfulness of God, why? Because God gathered all the people of Israel and I can tell you this in Joshua that it would have been young children as well and he gathers them together, why? Because they are our future. And we must make an investment into them, and continually invest into them, and the future of that ministry in this church. Why? Because we we see its importance, we know its importance, and it's vital. Um, We've had financially, we have been very viable. We've had gifts from everywhere, which is the Lord's faithfulness to his people to continue to provide. We've given thousands of pounds away to tear funds, Samaritan's Purse, refugee boxes, heating and electric in the local community, buying gifts for people. We have been faithful. And God, if God commands us, he says this, if we are faithful, he will be faithful. And he has met us continuously in that. Not only that, but we sold the Hope House. How many of you knew that? And we received 270,000 pounds, which will go forward towards our refurbishing of the congregation in the church. So praise the Lord that is there and ready, just waiting on permission for that. I, uh, I got from Gordon the, the, the numbers of 94, is that correct? 94 in total, 26 staff are serving weekly here for the Boys' Brigade and are engaged in the ministry of serving the Lord. I know that little Paul Stewart, not little Paul Stewart, he's tall Paul Stewart and he's big Saul Stewart, but you know you're getting old when you call somebody little when they're not little and you're actually old. Uh, hey, all right, that's me, sorry. Apologies. Can we scratch that out of the recording? I mean, uh, but the reality is, you know what? He's serving the Lord. He's, he's giving the word of God to those children, those young ones. Why? Because it's vitally important. And so he's there. I, I could go down the list, and I'm sure that there are things I have completely missed. But that's just some of the things that God has done here. I mean, I won quiz night last night with my family. <laughs> Miracles still happen. <laughs> I had to. It's my only claim to fame. Um, <laughs> But you, do you realize like, there's so much that goes on, and, and this is you, and it's the family of God doing this, and we could not do it if we don't jump in and do this together. We are a witness, and we need to remember these things that God has done. Why? Because we are oaks of righteousness. We are a tree. You know, that the Lord has said, hey, if you would build up, you know, I am that tree, I'm the vine, if you would abide in me, what? We will bear the fruit that we need to bear. And that's what we're doing. And in Genesis, I just want to return to Genesis, and then I'm, I'm going to pray for us. And I'm going to call us back to something that I think is important, that we renew our hearts and our minds in 2021, 2022, not 2021. In 2022, we come back to the Lord and we say, Lord, I'm here. I want you. I need you. Why? Because we all have fallen short of God's glory and God is calling us back into that renewal and he's calling us into those deeper places. In, in Genesis chapter 35, we're back in session. We have, we have gone back, but this time it's different. God has said to Jacob, I want you to make an altar, make an altar to God who appeared before you when you fled in the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away your foreign gods. Sound familiar? Well, it was said in the last renewal. Now it's it's said in the previous renewal that to get back to God, we have to shed ourselves of where we've gone. Maybe the things we've gotten involved in that take us away from the glory of God. And all of us have them to various levels, to different things. And God's calling us back into that place of of literally repentance. And that's what he's doing here in Israel. He's saying, hey, put away your foreign gods. These are the people of God who have allowed the foreign gods in. Put them away. And then he says this, that are among you, purify yourself. Purify yourself. We won't have revival in the nation of Scotland again unless we repent of our sins and turn to him and say, hey, we have failed. We have missed the mark. We have done great things for you, but we've also missed out in opportunities and areas. And one of those key areas that God has called each of us to in this place, if we are born again Christians, is to come back to him to renew our hearts and to renew our minds. And to renew and to to dedicate ourselves again to who God is and what he does. Throughout my time as a Christian, there have been seasons in my life in which I've drifted away. I can honestly say, I I I played the good game, I knew, I knew how to look good. Uh, I, I reminded myself even today in Matthew chapter 23 that I was a whitewashed tomb in many ways. I looked good, I said all the right things, and I and I did all the right things, but on the outside. I, I, was, I was as clean as it looked, but in my heart, my heart was far. Jesus said this, you don't, you don't love me because your hearts are far from me. And yet God has in his grace and his mercy calls us back. He calls us back. This is the beautiful thing about Jesus Christ is he says, no matter how far you are, if you come back to me, I will forgive you. If you come back to me and repent of your sin, I will forgive you. And, and, and he does this in a renewal. And I love this. He says this. He goes on. He says this. Then arise, go to Bethel, make an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way in which I've gone. So they, Jacob, so they gave Jacob all their foreign gods who were in their hands, their earrings uh, in their ears, and Jacob hid them under a terebinth tree. He, he he took all of the things that 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 the people of God had gotten involved in that were keeping them from the glory of God, and he hid them under a terebinth tree, a strong tree. And he hid them there at Sechem. God wants to take the things in our lives that have pulled us away from God. And if we're very honest and just honorable, honorable to the Lord and each other, we would say, hey, I need need God to come into this area. And I need him to free me. I need him to rescue me in this area. And the beautiful thing about that is that God will come with living water. He'll come in living water. How's that? Well, in John chapter four, verse four and five, Jesus met a woman at a well, Jacob's well, in Sychar, which is modern day, Session. And if we would just come to me and if you would have asked me for a drink, I would give you living water. The tree grows when it's planted next to water. Thank you, Shanley, for teeing me up for that one. We will grow when we come back to God, when we put ourselves right next to the living water and we allow his water to flow over our lives to wash us clean. Now, God has a strong tree. It's called the cross. And as we bring our things to the cross, the Lord said, if you confess your sins to me, I am faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you. The water of life cleanses you of all unrighteousness. Covenant renewal and the Old Testament is clearly about us putting away the things that have held us back. And all of us are on a race. And some of us are tied a bit. And those things that hold us back. And so I, I, I want to do this. I want, I want, Simon, if I could, if I could just invite you. What we're going to do is we're just going to pray. And if there are things in your life that you say, hey, I'm, I've been held back from the Lord. And I'm struggling with these things. The Bible is very clear. It says if you, would just, if you would just come and you would lay them down and you would confess them to me, I will be faithful and just to forgive you. And so I think starting this new year, we reflect on all the good things that we've done, but we recognize that God has called us into a place of renewal. And I need this personally in my own life. I'm not, I'm not preaching to you as though somehow you need it and I don't. I actually need it as much as anybody. And I'm asking for the fire of God to come back into my heart and into my mind and to to redo, maybe a redo on some of the things that we failed at um, and the places that we've missed. And, you know, I do know this, that God will come. He will come and he will meet us here. And there's no better way to start 2022 than to start on a beautifully clean, purified slate. In which we bring to the Lord and we go after the Lord with all our hearts our minds our souls and our strength and we love him because out of that we'll have love for our families we'll have love for our neighbors we'll have love for our children we'll have love for the things that we need to have love for and so I, I just want to ask if you if you need the Lord we're going to pray just take a few minutes in silence we've got we've got a few minutes to spare If there's something that, that you have that you need to bring before the Lord just bring it to him And then we'll pray. We'll close out. So let's just pray.